Well, welcome to this week's episode of Speak With People. We're so glad you're joining us. I'm actually uh, joined today by Dr. Charity Byers from Blessing Branch Ministry. Thank you so incredibly much for being a guest on the podcast. Wondered if you could just kind of give us the, who you are, what you do, just to kind of let us know about uh, all of that. Well, I'm a psychologist and with Blessing Ranch, and we uh, serve pastors and other Christian leaders. Our goal is really to see them living well, leading well, and finishing well in the end. So we walk with people through all kinds of different seasons of life. Some are crisis, some are burnout or ministry issues, others are family issues or just emotional things. Sometimes it's just taking a next step up, walking through a transition, trying to figure out what's next. Yep. And Sometimes it's just to pour in on a preventative note so that you can stay well and stay vital in the calling in your life. That's wonderful. I first uh, heard about Blessing Ranch uh, at a conference, and then I remember uh, sitting with you one time, kind of the first time I, I came out, and uh, it, was, it was really difficult because I <laughs> cried so much. I didn't even mean to cry. Like, you didn't even, like, ask that many questions for me to cry, but I think it's just knowing, you know, that's the kind of healing and a place of health and so it, it was fantastic so i've just appreciated so much what you do for the kingdom and for pastors Thanks, and leaders i appreciate and it kind of well, well today we're, to. we're kind of diving into this idea of hard conversations mm -hmm. so the speak with people podcast is all about healthy communication and yeah. so i find myself all the time like i just counted this week it, it happened this way too when i was a pastor if i was preaching about anger that week i would always <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt, be presented oh, with yeah. moments oh, yeah. where my anger. And so this week, as we talk about hard conversations, I was just even counting today the amount of times mm -hmm. that I thought to myself, boy, I need to have that conversation. Or people have reached out mm -hmm. and saying, hey, I need to talk to this person. So yes, why do, you think, why do you think it is that so often when we know we need to have the hard conversation, we, we don't? Like we steer clear of it. We, you know, we try to avoid it. We don't want to, even though we know that's the right answer. We're like, yeah. nope, we're just going to push pause. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a couple really simple things that we can say about that. And the first of those is that sometimes it just feels too risky, mm. right? There's something on the line that we're not willing to risk. And I think one of those things that we're often not willing to risk is peace. You know, yeah. peace, I know for me, uh, if there's any Enneagram fans out there, I'm an Enneagram 9, so the peacemaker. And peace is a high value for me. So I'm often not willing to risk yep. the peace. I'm also, you know, a people pleaser sometimes, as many others are. I don't want to risk somebody else's view of me or image of me by saying something that they might not like or that might be hard. So I think sometimes it just feels too risky. And I think the other simple thing is that sometimes it just feels too hard. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and we all know better, but, you know, if we're all running busy lives, we've got so much going on, we just think to ourselves, I don't have the energy for that. Like, I just literally don't have it in me to have that conversation today. So I'll do it tomorrow, yep. and then we don't, yep. right? It's so much about energy. Yeah. So much about energy. I was having a conversation earlier today, actually with Dennis, our producer, about hard conversations, and we were just talking about that. Like, the, the energy that sometimes it takes. I'm like, oh, oh, so much energy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I for a long time I kind of I kind of got stubborn with com hard conversations, because uh, years ago I worked at Will Creek and Heibel's put out a book called uh, Leadership Axioms, and one of his axioms and one of the staff axioms was, uh, <clears throat> did you go the the final ten percent in yeah. the conversation? Yeah, which I think in a in a healthy yeah. way is really really good. 
Yeah. But I got so stubborn because, I mean, the whole place was like the final 10% all the time. And, it, and mm. to me, I was like, wait a minute, I don't know if you're like coming from a really healthy place. And so are you just sharing, you know, from your hurt? Is the final 10% your hurt? That's a great Is the question. final 10%, you know, just your opinion on something? You know, yeah. so it was like, mm-hmm. for a while, I was so stubborn. I was like, yeah. no, I, <laughs> I want to yeah. make sure I'm sharing it this in a healthy way. Right. But it, 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 it really, you know, for me, that has actually panned out to be a really good practice to kind of go, Absolutely. okay, well, did, did, yeah. I, did I say something that later the Holy Spirit's going to say, boy, you really should have, yeah. you really should have said that whole part. Yeah. Well, are there any like um, warning flags or uh, moments when we know we need to have the heart conversation, mm-hmm. but we start to put it off? Are there anything that we can pay attention to in our soul and our spirit uh, to just go, okay. I, I probably need to start paying attention to this and, and get it on my radar that I need to have this this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's certainly some internal things that are cues for us, and there's also some external things. So mm-hmm. internally, I just think it's, it's you know, you could say it in terms of a conviction you can't shake or just a sense of, you know, discontentment that you can't shake. You just know something's nagging at you. And yeah. I think we so easily brush that off, especially in a high high-paced world. We just, you know ignore that too easy but there's something there that's telling you something's wrong and pay attention Mm. and then I think externally there's always cues in relationships that are telling us that we need to have the hard conversation so it's the awkwardness because there's something that's being unspoken there's the distance because there's a conflict we haven't resolved there's the ongoing way that person is hurting us because we haven't given them the feedback they needed to hear. You know, there's all kinds of, of yep. relational cues that are just saying, come on, you know, get the courage and have the conversation. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. And I know in my life, so I'm not <clears throat> speaking from a, a, a place of uh, judgment or, you know, snootiness. <laughs> um, but I, I've gone months. Months. Oh, yeah. And, I'm guilty too. And the, what it's done internally. Yeah. You know, and for me sometimes, who I'm going to use a word that I probably haven't, oh, I'm going to offend some people. Sorry. I haven't used since my Pentecostal days. But um, uh, some of that will manifest in like some outward, like the stress, like yeah. if, if I don't do that, I, I can get canker sores. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, the headaches. I mean, just yeah. because yeah. I know I just need to sit down with someone face to face. Yeah. And just have the conversation. But it's ama- it's amazing how we'll like push it off and push it off mm-hmm. and push it off mm-hmm. when we could experience that health, that growth. Right. And, you know, and that, that peace in the relationship. Right. Which is just, oh, it's, it's crazy. Well, I think part of that for us is that we have such a buildup in our mind of what it's going to be. And often when you get to the, the table, you actually sit down and have a conversation Oftentimes, it's not anywhere near what that buildup in our mind has been. Right. But, you know, the longer we put it off, the further we build up the magnitude of this moment or what's on the line. And then, <laughs> you know, it paralyzes us so much more. So when we actually show up and have it, right, we, we actually get that moment of saying, oh, actually, right. we got on the same page. Or, ah, they listened to me. and Isn't right. that nice? Right. So. This just happened in my life recently. A longtime friend uh, had a... Had a had a uh, they didn't even talk. My, my friend just assumed this other person believes something. Yeah. And they, you know, it was just this, this tough moment where, okay, and they called me to talk about it. And it's, it's hard sometimes because it's like one of those no-brainers where you're like, okay, have, have you gone to the person? Right. And I've done that a million, yeah. a million times. Yeah. I'm like, have I gone to the person? Have I gone? Yeah. And it's like, okay, if we can just start there. 
Yeah. Every, that same friend, um, they're really like moments in my life when I worry about something or because um, I'm a four on the Enneagram. So, you know, the individualist, uh, romantic, even though my wife would probably disagree with that, uh, <laughs> creative, storyteller, you know, I don't yeah. like, you know, I don't like just white walls. I want to fill it with everything. Um, uh, they'll always tell me when I get so worried about it. They're like, well, what are they going to do? Take away your birthday? <laughs> Take away your birthday. That's great. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. They can't, you know. Right. I mean, obviously do it doesn't always go well. Um, yeah. There are those moments where it goes downhill. It's an unhealthy ending. But more often than not, I think I've been surprised when I've actually sat down to have the hard conversation that it goes better than I would have expected. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some steps that we can take, you know, uh, to get to that place where we go, okay, I, I need to have that hard conversation? Because sometimes I, I feel like people are like, well, myself included, I need to ask some advice first from some trusted friends Mm -hmm. And then I need to pray about it. And then I need to take some walks and think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what are some healthy, you know, practices or habits to kind of lead us up to that hard mm -hmm. conversation? Yeah, I mean, again, I think some simple things. But I think one is just get really clear with what you want to say. And, you know, sometimes we spend so much of our energy just like gearing up to have it and getting the courage and then we forget to actually be mindful of what we want to communicate. Yep. And so we show up into that, that room and we fumble our way through it and then again it doesn't produce the, the outcome that we would have hoped for. So we need to be really clear about what we want to communicate mm. and part of that is not just getting our own thoughts ordered but taking time to really think through how what we're going to communicate might impact the person that we're speaking to. So it's not about having to, you know, put on the kid gloves and be too careful with what we say, but it is about being strategic about the way we present things, perhaps knowing who this person is, how they think, maybe a bit of their story and how this might intersect. Yep. So that can really set us up for the win. So yep. getting our own thoughts organized, you know, can be uh, an important part of that. And I think the other simple thing is to get our hearts right before we go into that conversation. Yeah. And so that's another part of the battle that sometimes we don't often give enough attention to because we're just, again, so consumed with the courage or yep. getting getting ready to go. But getting our hearts right means that we need to enter that room with a posture of grace and humility and boldness yep. and uh, clarity. Oof. And so, you know, it depends on the scenario, of course, but sometimes we're walking into a room with somebody who we've had a lot of anger towards and we need to be able to be in a place where we can actually speak with grace and truth in that yeah. moment. Or maybe it's somebody that we're just really intimidated by mm. and we need to walk into that room with boldness and courage and not just intimidation. So preparing our hearts is a really important ingredient in that as well. Yeah. I find <clears throat> the best steps is to go on social media first and air in kind of like a, you know, non-committal, not naming them kind of way, you know, the situation. And then ask for social media's advice. Sorry, I'm trying to be serious as I say this. Because you just gave me such great gold. But as I was thinking about that, I'm like, the millions of time that I've wanted to share on social media, or I've seen other adults share. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a minute, we're... This is not the right platform to go air our grievances right. this way. Yeah. Right. Well, obviously, we're often doing that without our hearts right. So, you know, our emotionality is yes. coming out in that. And then obviously, you know, people can often see through when we're trying to veil what we're saying or right. veil the story. People know. Right. So clearly not the right medium to prepare our hearts and our minds for that right. conversation. Right. Oh, what, where, yeah, what would the world be like if, 
it just turned off to, Facebook turned off tomorrow and we had to go back to learning emotional intelligence without you there know, you go. putting it online. There you uh, go. Yeah, that'd be a, a that'd be a, So is there a difference between having the hard conversation and having a hard healthy conversation? Oh yeah, 100%. There's a big difference between those things. You know, just a, a hard conversation is one where you know, we might talk about really difficult things, but we actually do damage through that conversation. A hard, healthy conversation is we can talk about really difficult things, but we produce growth or resolution through that conversation. Yes. Yeah, I, in, in leadership circles, and as I look back over the years of leading and then being led, I've worked for some really driven, you know, type A, eights, you know, high Ds, like take yeah. the world. And, you know, I love that. I can remember, you know, 12, 14 years ago working for someone and uh, I felt like, and they would admit it, if they, if they, if, if, the, if the thought crossed their mind, they would immediately share it without processing, thinking it through, maybe bathing in prayer. How long do you think, you know, when, when we want to have that, that healthy, hard conversation, how long should that time period be as we pray about it, think about it? You know, is, is there even... Um, wisdom and in, in you know before just sharing it okay taking a deep breath praying yeah. about it thinking about it yeah there at least needs to be a moment yes. between an idea and an action yeah. so it doesn't need to be days that we're sitting here deliberating about that because that ends up just being right. more of paralysis but we do need to take at least a moment like you said just to take that deep breath because we've got to check ourselves. What's my motivation in having yeah. this conversation? Is it for me just to get something off my chest and you know put this person in their place and that would lead perhaps right. into the unproductive damaging you know outcome? Or is this for us to resolve something or to come to some mutual understanding or to give some needed feedback? And so we at least have to pause and you know take a moment to check our motivation. So that doesn't have to be a lengthy period of time. And I think you have to know yourself in that a little yeah. bit. So if you tend to be an impulsive person where yeah. you find yourself perhaps a little bit like the boss you described where I just say whatever comes to mind and I look back on you know the last few weeks of my life and I'm like boy I regret that conversation and I regret that one then you're probably a person who needs to build in a lengthier amount of time between your idea and your action so that might just be a couple of hours to go take a deep breath reflect and maybe talk to somebody else yeah. um, but if you're uh, you know somebody who stays a little bit more measured in those things then just simply taking a few moments to check your motivation can be sufficient yeah i i, I think of uh <clears throat> sometimes as i think of myself you know and sharing and the people i've led and being on teams you know i think oh yeah I, i'm a four like i i i, I don't upset anybody i'm you know lovable I, the opposite happens with me because sometimes i let my words get way ahead of me that I actually offend through humor or yeah. sarcasm mm -hmm. or so, you know, on the flip end of like abusive words that are like just, I've done just as much damage mm -hmm. with, you know, just sitting around, we're joking around and then something comes out and I'm like, no, <laughs> please come back in. And so, I, you know, it's, it's been interesting learning as people have come back to me and said, hey, I, yeah. know, I know you're only joking, but like, yeah, whew, that really hurt. Yeah. So how has that impacted you as you think about this idea of, taking time to weigh your words or, you know, discern the right kind of conversations to have. Yeah, for me, it, just what you talked about, like I, I need to make sure that I'm, I'm 
well, it's James, you know, I, I need to take time to be slow to speak, quick to listen. Quick to listen? Slow to speak, yeah. Yeah, quick to listen. Yeah, that yeah, sounds, I went to Bible that sounds right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I need, I need to do that, and I need to remind myself of that, because, I, you know, I am an emotional person, so I get so wrapped up into it. So mm-hmm. a lot of times for me, if I'm going to have the hard conversation, uh, and, and I blame it on uh, not being the the sharpest tool in the shit. So I'm, I'm, you know, not going to wow you with my test scores and those kind of things. I do an awful lot of reading and I try to, you know, dive into that way, but I, I'll, I'll type everything out mm-hmm. so I can, so instead of just going off the cuff, yeah. I've thought it through. Yep. And f- what that process does for me as well is like, okay, cause sometimes I, I've gone to those times. I didn't have the courage to say what I needed to say. Yeah. So when I put it on paper, okay, that kind of changed everything. And yeah. I brought the paper with me. Yeah. I mean, I remember years ago working with another coworker who taught me to do the same thing. And I thought, well, this is kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. we're walking into a professional meeting and you've got your notes with you. But what he really taught me was the value of that, like you're saying, that it can come from for people on both sides of the spectrum. Those who just speak too quickly need to slow down and kind of stay yeah. in tune with what they intend to say. And for someone like me who can withhold a little bit too much it calls me to courage to say you haven't said that yet you better right. say it so i just uh, resonate with that that it actually it might seem a little bit weird interpersonally but it's such a valuable tool to make sure that the right yeah. heart is communicated in the conversation and i think some of it comes with age i, I know in my 20s even though like i was so quick to just blur out words and share my opinion uh there was so much i held back because i was like i don't, I don't know what am i gonna you know and and as the older i've gotten uh it's like, okay, wait a minute, I do have something I do have something to offer here and something to share. I do want to make sure I'm saying it, you know, in a healthy way. I'm, I want to make sure I bathe it in prayer mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I uh, share it in a way that honors, you know, both of our, both the relationship and both of our, our lives. When it comes to receiving the hard conversation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so someone wants to like, okay, yeah. The best is when they text you and they're like, hey, do you have time next week? I have something tough I want to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah, give me a whole week to think me, about things. Thanks. I had to learn as a pastor years ago of like, well, can you tell me what you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, just so, or what can I be prepared for? Mm-hmm. But what what, good. what can we do to ready ourselves? You know, is there anything, you know, pre, is there anything during mm-hmm. uh, that, that, you know, can kind of, kind of, uh, make the whole conversation honoring mm-hmm. and we can you know be as receptive as possible mm-hmm. well, I love your suggestion I think that's a great practical step of to avoid yourself from making up stories about what's about to happen so asking for some information that's a great suggestion I think just in terms of the the posture that we need to prepare ourselves with the, the words that I would put to that is to try to adopt a spirit of secure humility mm. So what I mean by that is, you know, obviously humility is pretty obvious. We need to come in, you know, ready to listen, ready to receive. But the secure part is an important part of that puzzle because it means we need to be secure in who we are. Uh, we need to trust that even if this person may have some negative feedback, it's okay. We can, yeah. we can receive that. We can take that in without it having to threaten everything about who we are. And that posture is really important so that we actually listen. Yeah. So that we actually avoid uh, the biggest nightmare of these conversations, which is defensiveness. Yeah. And so I think you know we need to prepare our hearts with that idea of, okay, I know who I am. 
you know, I'm not perfect. I may have actually made a mistake, offended this person, whatever it is. That can be true, and yet I'm still secure enough yeah. to listen and receive in an authentic way. And so, you know, practically Ooh, when we show huge. up into that room, the expression of secure humility is, uh, you know, first simply to be a great listener, you know, and, and we need to enter that conversation, giving them the floor, let them share, let them express. And it, things inside of us may be, you know, pushing back on that the whole time, thinking that's not true, or that's not who I am, but we need to, again, be yeah. slow to speak yeah. and give them an opportunity to share their heart. And if we jump in too quickly into that with explanation, justification, right, we've just defended ourselves and we've invalidated them completely right. and shut down any opportunity for productive resolution. And so that posture leads us first into listening. And then when we speak, there's a big difference between defending yourself and creating understanding. And so yeah. it helps us walk that fine line where, again, I might share a different side to the story. I might share where I was coming from. But the way that I do that sounds really different when it comes from secure humility than when it comes out of defensiveness. Yeah. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Is there, is there a way to, because, and I don't know if it's uh, one personality over another, but is there a, a way to go... Uh, because in my experience, some people just, they turn every conversation into the hard conversation. Like they feel like every moment has to, you know, be that. So is there any, are there any checks where you're like, okay, you know, uh, I was hurt by this at this level or, you know, this was said and it wasn't truth. You know, I'm, I'm just like, maybe some help for the person who, maybe they don't know that they overshare or they're, they're always thinking that every conversation has to be hard, you know, but is there a way to go, okay. I gotta center in on, on on this specifically. Does that make sense? So, are you speaking about the person who has that tendency, or the one who's receiving that from? So I else? jumped on you. We were talking about the one receiving, and then I went to the person who's because I was thinking about sitting there going, "Okay, the one receiving," but then there's that person who, mm-hmm. like, they just it's like the overshare, 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 mm-hmm. overshare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So is there is there a way to go? Okay, like if, unless it it, it 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 checks these boxes, I'm. I'm not going to, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to overshoot. Well, I think one thing we can always be watching out for is have we had this conversation before? Yeah. You know, so sometimes there's something unresolved in us and it keeps us just sort of harping on the same thing or giving the same feedback, bringing up the same conversation with somebody else. And so we need to check ourselves and say, have I had this conversation before? And if the answer is no, it means usually one of two things. One, there's just something unresolved inside of me. Mm. Like... I'm still dealing with my own guilt, so I keep bringing this up. Or I'm still angry with you, so I keep bringing this up. Or it could be, secondly, that we just haven't gotten relational resolution yet. And yeah. so there's something missing there. But anyhow, that's just one good checkpoint is yeah. have we had Ooh, this conversation before? And I think the second thing is, you know, just to really do our best to read the room. Yeah. You know, what feedback am I getting from this other person? Are they checked out? Sorry, are they checked out? Um, yeah. Are they... Uh, you know, are they annoyed by this are, yeah. or are they actually deeply listening as yeah. if this is new information, important information? Because yep. if we're not getting that interpersonal feedback, then it might be a cue that we're in that oversharing or <clears throat> yep. just repetitive pattern of communication. Yeah. Ooh, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's really good to pay attention to. I, years ago, a coach taught me if I was having a one-on-one with somebody that I'm leading and, uh, and they want to have the hard conversation with me. 
there are some body posture things that I could do. You mm-hmm. know, definitely not, you know, sitting with my arms crossed while listening to the... Sure, like, yeah. Does that resonate with you? Like, oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, they also said, uh, you know, maybe as you sit, sit with your hands palm up as mm-hmm. kind of a thought of like, okay, I'm going to be yeah, open receptivity. to... receptivity. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one absolutely can be even more for our own good than for what yeah. we communicate, but it is something as a signal to ourselves, right, yeah. of openness and receptivity. Yeah. But, you know, just that, that body language is so important into what we communicate with other people. So obvious things, of course, are eye contact. Um, yeah. And then just the leaning in posture. You know, not leaning back, but leaning in. Yeah. And then you mentioned a couple of great things already. When, when can we get to the place in our leadership, in, in our lives, where we view these moments? These moments can be really, actually, really beautiful for our, our own growth. And I guess, right. I guess I, didn't, I didn't view that for years. I thought, oh, man, these hard leadership moments, they're just so difficult. And then something switched along the line where I went, wait a minute, this is like a huge moment where God's yeah. teaching me yes. or God's, you know, helping me get to that next place in my leadership or discipleship or, you know, so what, how, how do we get to that place where the switch, mm-hmm. the switch can, you know, be turned on where we're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not looking at this as the world's out to get me. I can't believe this is happening, but this is actually probably mm-hmm. a beautiful moment. Yeah. Well, I think it's just embracing this idea that you're talking about that we refer to it as parallel process. And that just simply means that God must first do in us what he's going to do through us for others. And so it's within these moments of hard leadership lessons, hard conversations, that there's an opportunity for us to face ourselves. right? And so, again, for me, as a peacemaker, there's all kinds of things that hard conversations push on in me. Mm. And one of those is just relational peace, and another is image that others have of me. Those are things that I wrestle with sometimes. And so each time I'm pushed to have a hard conversation, not only am I learning communication skills, but I'm learning how to manage my own heart. And so it's through those things that, you know, then we can speak you know, out of our own learnings, our own lessons, and, you know, share those with other people down the road. And so I think the point just simply is being able to trust and embrace that this is what happens through those hard conversations, that there is a parallel process happening in us that is for a greater purpose in our own leadership or life down the road. And so it helps us see those moments differently, like you're saying, not just as our enemy, not just as another difficult thing to get through yeah. but as an opportunity to learn and to grow personally as we also hopefully better a relationship wow wow i the one big regret i have from this interview is that i didn't have a notepad but i'll i guess we're recording this so i can <laughs> go back go. through and uh <laughs> i could do it well I, i'll end there this was absolutely fantastic i mean thank you for sharing yeah, with us pleasure, in this conversation, you know, type way. I know yeah. this this topic we could dive into, yeah. you know, so many more things. But yeah. it's just amazing how many people that I, I talk to or especially years as a pastor talk to where it really does come down to, hey, you just need to have the hard conversation. I guess the last thing okay. I ask you is this. Uh, and people do ask me this a lot. When it comes to the hard conversation, can't a text message suffice? <laughs> no. Yes. No, of course not. Yeah, of course. Of course Of not. course. And I say that jokingly, you know, but also in a, like, yeah, we all kind of wish we could take Oh, yeah, I wish route. I could get away with that. Yeah. I would be so much more comfortable. Yeah. But no, they yeah. need to hear your heart. They need to see your face. Yes. And they need to hear the tone of your voice yes. to know 
really what message you're truly communicating. Absolutely. Well, I don't have the words uh, in a very, um, uh, I don't know, I, I guess I'm stumbling over my words because I just want to say thank you because what you and this place has done for my own life and soul and leadership uh, has been, um, yeah, I, I, I wish I had the words, you know, I'm, I'm I somebody who used the words, but thank My you. pleasure. You know, my really pleasure. Appreciate all you do for the kingdom and for pastors, and ministry leaders, and you know my own family. So thank you, Jason. Thanks, well. Appreciate it. Thanks, you too. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of this week's uh, podcast. I want to tell you about something really exciting. That if you head to www.logos.logos.com/speakwithpeople, and you're looking for incredible Bible software or books, resources. If you go to logos.com slash speak with people, we have an incredible opportunity for you to receive an incredible discount. It also supports uh, speak with people. So thank you so much. Make sure you check out the speakersconference.com. Our conference is coming up in March uh, 21 to 23 uh, of 2023. And so if you influence from behind a camera, you speak from a stage, you deliver presentations, and you want to be a more effective communicator that inspires your audience to lean in when you speak, uh, this is an opportunity for you. So thank you again for being a part. Again, thank you for listening, subscribing, and leaving a review. We'll see you next week on the Speak With People podcast.